Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 918206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at lyit.ie today. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. My guest this week is Paddy Logue, owner of Logue's Bar in Cranford and chairperson of the Mulroy Drive Tourism Group. Paddy began working in the family business while still at school. He was assistant manager in the Carrigard Hotel for eight years before taking up a full-time position at Logues of Cranford in the late 70s. In recent years, Paddy has focused his efforts on the food sector. Construction of a new coffee dock and 50-seater restaurant around the famous Old Forge is at an advanced stage and both are scheduled to open in June. Paddy is also one of the main figures behind the Mulroy Drive Tourism Group, established in 2012 to assist businesses in the area. Paddy, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Well, thank you, Kieran, and you're very welcome here to Cranford, and thank you for coming down to give us a shout on for Mulroy Drive. Paddy, just last month, 10 new and updated viewing points along Mulroy Drive were unveiled by Falcha Ireland, uh, a major milestone for the Mulroy Drive Tourism Group. Yes, indeed. Well, it's over 10 years' work, and and this is culmination of it, and uh, we're delighted with Fanchairn for all the work they put into this and the help, and the Donegal County Council. It was The project was delayed slightly with COVID. It was supposed to be launched two years ago, but COVID struck, so it was postponed until after that, or to get everything in order. So we're, we're delighted the way it went, and we had a very good launch day here in Cranford with it, with Highland Radio here, and it uh, went out to a lot wider audience, so we were delighted with it, yes. So 2012 uh, was when the seeds for, for this organisation were sown. Take me back to the start of that, Paddy, and what prompted uh, the formation of your group? Well, basically what happened was I was at a meeting for Vintners and uh, seen this project called the Wild Atlantic Way, and I just thought this was the best thing could happen to Donegal because Donegal, getting tours past Donegal town, they tend to turn and go back down the country again. I thought this will bring them from Killarney to to Donegal and they would be, be, could see all the venues around it and that and they would hopefully stay and when they see the beauty, natural beauty and everything. Um, but lo and behold, when I've come home and checked the route, we discovered that the Mulray Bay area wasn't on it. There were going over which was now going to well then going to be the new Blaney, Harry Blaney Bridge and we were going to be left off it so we called a meeting and business people and there were over 30 attended the first meeting and we decided to launch the Mulray Drive to try and get uh, put on as a sub route or something which Fadjern said they would be doing when the whole thing was completed or they hoped they would do Were you disappointed at the time that you weren't included? Of course we were we, we, we'd done our best to get it included even at a late stage when I lobbied the politicians but Fadjern made it clear they weren't going to change the route because if they changed one they would change there was probably other other routes that was left out as well and they would never get it launched so they wanted finished by the end of the year and they were not going to be changed but they gave me a commitment that we would get some time get recognised as a subroute. And you led up Plan B? Well, Plan B, were, I was very lucky. Sean Quinn was the CEO at Falty Ireland and he was the local, or at least Donegal man, and I was, it was a massive um, achievement to get him here to the first, first launch and um, 
that was he gave a firm commitment in writing to the group that well as soon as the Wild Atlantic Way was completed that we would be the first sub route to be done in Ireland in his in his time. So that was we had to work in at Plan B. We had to, Plan A was gone, so <laughs> we had to build whatever we could. He said you have to show that you are a, a group worthy of support when the time comes. Whenever it could be, he thought maybe three, five years. That so we had to set about. We worked very closely with Joe McHugh and all the politicians. Joe McHugh was we were lucky was in the Guilty Minister coming in later on. He was in Diaspora at that time, and connecting to the Diaspora was a big thing for us. Uh, we have very good connections in America, Philadelphia, and all that. So that was. But Joe kind of had the position at the time, and it helped us. So that we worked from there. Joe got his Guilty signs dotted, six and dotted round. That was our first project, and then our second project was we got the business to support the map and it, uh, there were 24 businesses come on, come on board or had to pay a 50 euro fee at the time to register so it was a strong commitment because you have to remember at that time the banking crash was, was had just it was over and you couldn't get money to borrow anything and businesses were a hard time it was difficult you know to go looking for money but to be fair they, they all seen the project could work and they supported and that's just there was good support uh, among the group very good very good like the, the way we set up we set up the group and, and we decided we would take three people from Kerry Keel in the committee, three from Mulford and three from the Cranford area to try and give a balance and basically what the idea was to support businesses as best we could and not we weren't going to get involved in creating employment ourselves. We were trying to help the business. We see the businesses collecting, creating employment, and we try and improve the platform for them and to bring the advertisement or bring the and if, if we could in the future to help that if we can get the people to come to the area, then the businesses would benefit. And has taking representatives from each of those areas worked? Well, it gave us a broader base because, like, for example, the, the website now had to be dealt with the second project, the third project then. Now, like, we have walks and cycles routes all dotted along this, ten of them along the route. Now, we had, we needed the people in Kirikil to gather all that local information and Kim Drum and then Mulford done the Cratlin, the Mulford walk, and then the Cranford area was done by people here. So you have that broad base of people that can tell you. Now, we worked very closely with the, the Tidy Towns committees in Kirikil, Mulford and Cranford here, you know, and that they do, like, and if we can help them in funding or in projects in any way, you know, through our contacts with, uh, with the politicians and the council, we work through them and that's a big help. Paddy, the latest initiative is developed with an investment of 160000 from Board Falcher. Can you tell our listeners what that money has been spent on and maybe talk a wee bit about the points? Yeah, well, uh, basically the... the, 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 the Five Ireland gave the first guarantee of the commitment and they tried, they got the county council then they got to commit to the the remaining I think it was a hundred thousand from Five Ireland and sixty from Donegal County Council. So basically the first they got a marketing team in and they used all our design portfolios and the PDFs, so they had all that on board which they didn't have in the previous one and they, their design team done this map here, which we have in front of us. Now, basically, Fanny Ireland and um, Joan Crawford, which was the main driver in the whole project, convinced us that if we could take in all of the Lidikini municipal area, Mulray Drive is surrounded by Roshgull on one side, Fanet on the other side, and you have Rathmullen, Fanet Lighthouse, Downings, major tourism areas. Like, And we needed to... We'd, 
she wanted to promote the whole area and then we went along with that and we thought that was because Mulroy Drive is actually in the centre of the whole thing so not alone are we work looking at uh, Wild Atlantic Way but we're looking at general tourism coming to the area and if they're in Downings or in Rathmullen that they may decide to do our, take our drive and hopefully uh, draw businesses into the area that's what's the main thing about the map Paddy, and on the map, the likes of Cranford, Mulford, Kerrykeel, Rushnakill and Tamley, they are uh, highlighted as places to go. Yes, well, we have six, we have five historical stones with information on them in each area. And again, that's why you need a base of people from all around to, to give this information. And we have the stones directed or located and based around the, the, spread around the whole area. Then we have six separate information signs, which are uh, basically giving you um, information in the area, in each area that's relevant to that area. And then we have 32 directional signs because Valdean didn't want people leaving the Wild Atlantic Way and then getting lost and uh, to direct them back on. So if they're coming from the Roscoll side, they leave at Kerrigart, come up around Mulroy and uh, uh, join again at Kindrum. So they're back on. So that's why in these signs was very confusing in the beginning. You have N and S on them. You could be actually heading in a northerly direction and following S. Because if you leave Malin Head and you decide to go on the Wild Atlantic Way, you follow the S the whole way to Killarney and you will not get it. So sometimes you could be heading in a northerly direction and be on the S side for the sign for direction. That was the directional signs and then the information signs and then the last thing then was the tarmacking which is big. The Donegal County Council made a great job of the tarmacking of the six laybys. And, um, Where are they located, Paddy? Well, the first one is tarmacked here in Cranford. And the, and the, sorry, the first one is in Devlin Rea, second one here is in Cranford, the third one is just outside Mulford, before the, the college, and the next one is on the Kirikil Road outside Mulford, towards Kirikil, and the next one is on Carlin down uh, outside on the road to uh, Tamney. It's, and there's uh, we made a new lay-by there it's all tarmacked with information stone at that and then the next one is at Kindrum down at the at the junction um, for Fanet Lighthouse at, and there's a lovely lake there for fishing at it yeah and the theme for the new v- viewing points Paddy uh, along the Mulroy Drive is gathering the harvest of land and sea yeah well like we are very lucky Mulroy Bay is is is, is it's rich in, in seafood and, and mussels and, and scallops and that, you know. And we, we have to work with them people. With, they're creating great employment. But it's also a, a, like a real draw for tourism to see. Like they can get fresh mussels, fresh scallops directly lifted from the bay. Like we use them here at the weekend, every every weekend. And we just There's nothing, you can't beat fresh seafood coming in. And has, the fresher it is, the better. But it, it creates good employment. And, and you have the fanet fisheries with the salmon. And I mean, like it's... it's it top class products and it also encourages like they have to the bay is monitored every day for water quality and all that because it's in everybody's interest that the bay has to have good quality because if something got into it it would be all lost you know so it's it's a good way of monitoring now just last year the bay has been changed into a, a, a designated area SEC area you know and now we we didn't weren't involved in that but it was uh, it was put in over 12 years ago to Donegal County Council so that's to protect all environment on the bay and it's a great thing and hopefully in the future it'll protect the bay just in relation to the collaborative approach, Paddy, Donegal County Council, Falcha Ireland and Mulroy Drive Tourism Group, I suppose it's a good example of different groups and agencies coming together really for the betterment of the local area. 
Yes, well, it took it took a bit of pulling together because we had to get all the, the groups in the one room at the one time. And um, was that difficult? Uh, well, to be honest, Joan Crawford was the main driver, and uh, her predecessor, she had a jo- uh, Marianne Gardner was the woman before, and she was a very good motivator as well. So, um, like Siobhan King then came up from Limerick and Falty, and she was a Wild Atlantic Way uh, boss, as they say, and uh, she seen the, the project and she agreed, to, and, and we got her on board, and the Donegal. To be honest, the, the Donegal County Council had a problem because they automatically said, right, we'll put in 100 grand, but Donegal County Council hadn't it in their budgets. And um, Barney McLaughlin was there and he says, well, you'll need to just stop the boss there now because I have to get this through my own uh, budget team. And um, so that took a lot of meetings, but we eventually got there. And, uh, and again, that was slightly held up with COVID, but we got there at the end. Uh, Paddy, the Mulgrave Bay area has a lot to offer and plenty to discover. As well, is it the hope that more people will come here and stay longer, ultimately spend more and, and, and have a longer visit? Yeah, well, Barney McLaughlin would have been the, the, the man, the moneyed man from Donegal County. And he said at the launch, he says, it's up to you now, the, the Mulgrave Drive, what you do with it. You know, and and uh, you have it developed, but it's making use of it, and and hopefully bring businesses, help businesses already there, and maybe bring new business to the area if we see if they see the potential in it. And I see great potential for tourism in the whole area because, uh, like the scenery all along the bay, and um, it's just magnificent. And most of the scenery in the Wild Atlantic Way is, is it's all brilliant, but it's rugged terrain, whereas Mulroy Bay is an inlet. It's like a lake in the middle. It's an open sea, but it is like a lake, and it's totally different. And I mean, it's the like of it's suitable for the like of activity sports, like we have Eco Atlantic now doing the canoeing all the time, and it's the, the possibilities are amazing. Like, and we have three um, horse riding stables around the, dotted around the bay. Realistically, weather-wise in Donegal, when we're looking for tourism, we can't promise the weather. But we have to provide other services for them. But if it is a bad day, they can go and pass the day. And like we have the Rock Hill Caravan Park in, in Kirikil with an activity centre there. We have three riding stables. We have Eco Atlantic on the bay. We have a dive centre in Kerrygart and they take you out diving and have a pool there for to teach you to dive. And we have dive sites in the bay and it's all on our website there. You can check all the fathoms and everything, the depths. So Everything's there for you to take if, if you do come on holidays, you know. And um, you mentioned the website, Paddy. How important is Facebook website and the digital media going to be uh, in terms of promoting what you have to offer here on Mulroy Drive? Well, when we started ten years ago, I honestly didn't recognise or realise the, the, the strength or the potential of it. But I soon learned. First of all, Facebook. We we have a page on Facebook, and we post photographs daily on just general, mainly. Tours of photo, or photos of scenic areas and old photos. And people are very, and connecting with the diaspora away is very important for that. Now, we started with a small amount. Now we have over two and a half thousand friends on it and we have a daily readership or listenership of maybe about 500. So we're connecting to a lot of people all over the world. Like, and that's the trick to get in there. Like, then the, the website then is a follow-on because if they want to find information, Facebook's grant for connecting with the people, but if they want to find out general information on the area, you need the website because we have everything from historical sites to the history of the area and where to stay, everything you would want to know. We're nearly. Now, it's a pro- work in progress. We w- will be adding to it again, and it's based from the Enterprise Office in Mul- Mulford, and Declan Meehan would be our main man there. He's f- very good for... 
promoting tourism and promoting business. And if you need any person that needs any help in the area, there is more than welcome to help them out with printing or anything. You know, so so it's a great uh, avenue uh, for a shop wando for what you have to offer. Well, you can connect to people all over the world. As I say, now we have the draw in America. We, we have very good friends in America, especially Philadelphia. Barney Boyce from Mallee Moore outside Mulford was Grand Marshal in the last parade in, in, in Philadelphia, and he's from Mallee Moore. And his family is all married, or they're all in Philadelphia. So we have very strong connection in Philadelphia. So we thought, now we tried to, for the launch, we tried to think on something that would connect to the American trade because they haven't been tiring for three years in holidays, really. You know, I mean, it's three years now this year. So we come up with this idea. To not only to Mulroy Drive, but maybe just promote Donegal, widen the base out. So I was lucky that I had contacts in um, Harvey's Point, Noel and Harvey's Point, and in the Radisson and Larrakenny and uh, um, Rosapena Golf Resort. And I just phone called three of them and uh, they all said, I said, I have this idea of a trip from America. Would you sponsor two or three nights? No problem. They were jumped on it, you know. So it started from there, and I put the whole we put the whole thing together. We've flights into Dublin, and then connecting flights to Donegal Airport. They've sponsored them and get and uh, Carrick Finn. We have car hire with Enterprise Car, and Noel McGinley sponsored that in Little Kenny. So it's it's a great holiday, and we decided then how we were going to connect to the people. So we went to the. the the Philadelphia Donegal Association in Philadelphia gave them the holiday to sell us a ticket draw there's $20 a ticket three for 50 it's through their uh, centre in Thingme in Philadelphia sorry and uh, the more they sell and they connect to people and it puts Mulroy Drive in the map it puts Donegal in the map and some two pair are going to the draw will be done the 27th of April and the uh, Prizes will be drawn down in September or October this year. So uh, it's something to look forward. It gets us out there like we had the uh, 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 Philadelphia Enterprise office rang us to see with us, to see with us draw for real. And uh, uh, Donegal rang down Barney McLaughlin, Donegal County Council, could they advertise it and stuff like that? And they said, yes, it's for real. <laughs> and they just, they gave, Mulroy Drive created this draw and gave it to the Philadelphia Association to run. And, um, hoping to connect to the diaspora away from home and let them know we're looking to get them back. <laughs> Logs of Cranford might not be listed as one of the ten viewing points along Mulroy Drive, but it is one of the area's best known landmarks. How has business been over the last two years? Well, COVID has been difficult for all businesses. I mean, there's nobody hasn't been touched by COVID. And um, I suppose realistically, only for the grant system at the beginning, uh, nobody would have survived. Or, no, the council provided good assistance to all most businesses or all businesses. But then it became more difficult with closures and reopening and closures and losing stock. And it was very, very difficult. Uh, but it, it was... Maybe an opportunity for me here at Logs of Cranford because realistically our trade had been slipping for four or five years. The dance trade had was very strong for me, but it was still not the same as what it was. The drink driving, you're out in the country, it, it's, the whole scene has changed and like, and there's no, that's the same across the board. So I, I had knew this dance trade wasn't going to come back for a while, so I had to sit down and why was I going to keep the doors open? So we decided to move more into the food trade. So we're in the process of building a new restaurant, but we also extended the bar. To, so we have bar food at the moment at the weekends, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, all year round. And we will hope to open our restaurant 
and end of June and of course we always had the old forge there as a landmark but it was it's more maybe a museum piece but now it will be centrepiece for tourism I'm hoping to draw and we have a coffee bar and snack bar behind it as well Paddy we'll just uh, break it down in terms of what has happened uh, since the last time I was down in Logos which isn't that long ago we're sitting in the bar and we're to our right hand side which was the, 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 the former entrance has now been extended yeah, well, that was made the smoking area over 20 years ago when the smoking ban came in. Like, So I was looking at it and we needed more room for food and people tend to be like to be out, not just sitting at the bar drinking food. So it, it's, it's an extension of the bar, but it's more a food area. And um, I would lay it out that just people can come and have a cup of coffee or uh, food. And as I say... It's only weekends at the minute because it's still quite time and COVID is still, there's still a lot of pe- people weary of coming out. I mean, I, I haven't thought of starting, restarting the dances. I'll have a trial dance on maybe Easter Sunday night to see what the numbers will be like. I always go in the summertime with Tuesday night, big bands nights, and um, I've been talking to them. So we hope to go, but it's depending on, people need to get the confidence. Like if I'm down 30% of my crowd, it, it's, it's not going to work because there's a lot of money involved in bringing big bands, you know, but I, I hope to have it going for the Tuesdays in the summer. Um, Paddy, you mentioned the old forge, uh, you gave me a tour of it and uh, what's going on behind uh, that and the extension out there. Can you talk to me about that in a bit more detail? Well, it's maybe a big project for the times it's on it. <laughs> it's um, a bit scary for me, I suppose, uh, whether it'll work or not, but uh, basically what has happened is the forge is there and we've built around it and with the forge being the feature of the main feature behind we have a coffee dock area and where the desserts and coffee will be served just out from the forge and on the other side of then we have a sit down restaurant which we hope will seat about 45-50 people and there we'll take a break Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at lyit.ie today. You're welcome back. Before the break, Paddy was speaking about the ongoing renovation works at his premises. Uh, we do a lot of small parties and I see them like we have good bookings for them so that way it's reasonable stable and not it's not as risk like it was three years ago actually before it was before COVID applied for this planning because as you say the slippage was there and we always say in business when you stand still you go back and the trade moves and changes and if you don't see it and if you don't move with it you won't survive and like Bar trade has changed and it will continue to change. It's trying to pick what will <laughs> be the next move or what's going to happen next. So I see food has been, uh, I've gambled on food being the next move for Logs of Cranford, as well as continuing with their dance trade whenever it is comfortable about coming back. Paddy, I just want to focus on the old forge for a second. It's steeped in history and you gave me a tour before we started recording. Um, it's, a, it's a fascinating uh, part of the building here. Well, there's nothing new about the old forge. It's exactly the way it was, and it was just actually coming in a hundred years ago. Now that my grandfather came and grandmother came from Scotland and built it here, and uh, like uh, it was fallen in about twenty years ago, and I put a roof on it to make sure it wasn't. So I just it's been there all the time. It hasn't. It's nothing new about it, you know. But all the boxes that you, all the stuff you've seen, they were lying in boxes. So I just cleaned them all up, put them on the walls, and uh, cleaned down the walls, and it's 
basically as, as close to the mark as it was 100 years ago. There are very few changes except the back wall has fallen, so I had to put a new wall in it. <laughs> Other than that, it's just basically the way it was. And um, as a step back in time, really. That's yeah. what it is. You mentioned the floor surface and the unevenness of it. Can you tell our listeners why that's the case? Well, you thought the boards would work, but I was explaining to you that the, the, the boards were put on 100 years ago, would you believe it? And there were old logs of boards and they were for shoeing horses on. Horses wasn't allowed. The rest of it was cement floor. And if a horse was standing in cement, it could slip and fall on top of you when you were shoeing. So they had to be timber. So it was just pure wear of the horses' hoofs and the shoes on the floor. I mean, there would be thousands of horses would have been shod there. My grandfather started then there shoeing horses. My father continued on. He was Tom Logan. That's how the bas- uh, song The Blacksmith and the Barman came about because Michael English recorded it here one day. It was the day of the big flood in the hospital and he was sitting uh, with nothing to do, wanting to the dance go ahead and he wrote this, penned this song and I said, so, well, don't write no sad songs as this is a, a tough day. <laughs> Something good and li- lively. So he done that and it gave, we got good spun out of it and and um, it was it's a fun song, but it was mostly through about my father, about what he did, things he'd done. He was a real goer in his time. I mean, he he, he was major in building the community centre and the football field here in Cranford. And sport in Cranford has always been king to the area because it's uh, ben- benefit to the bar. It's been central to from athletic club to football club to cycling club. Uh, I mean, there's been tug of war clubs have been sport has always been generally based in this area, very strong. Uh, Paddy, if you don't mind me saying, you, you said your father was a goer. You're a right goer yourself. Not wouldn't have been in the same league as him. Believe me, he didn't think about it. I would think about it ten times. He wouldn't think about it once. Just and you next thing you'd get up the next day and it was started. I would be slightly slower in the take, and I'd be counting the figures more to see if it would be. Um, like uh, we, I remember in 1983, whenever. With the New Year's Eve and the place was packed and, and she says this next morning up there's no good we have to put on extensions we just gotten up and done it and um, unfortunately he was he died of cancer the following year but I mean that's that's life uh, but it it was um, he would he would get up and do things he was he was real um, real hard work I have to say and, and not because of my father but. Uh, it was very very uh, instrumental in sport in the area like he was involved in everything that was going. The motor club was basically started here in this area, Donegal Motor Club. The first meeting was in Mulford, and he was instrumental in that. And got most of the committee was from this area, Cranford area, Mulford area, and um, it got the motor club up and running. And um, fifty years later, that'll be and fifty years uh, this year. Actually, I think at the, the first international rally was held, but it's fifty-two years since the first first two rallies was held here. He had the first two based here, and. Um, that got the motor club up and going and they've gone from strength to strength and it's a big help to Donegal because the time of year the rally the main rally is held is in June which was a very quiet time of year anybody can sort of there's plenty of holidays in July and August like it's our our aim at the Mulroy Drive is to extend the season the season was too short you had six weeks in the summer week at Easter and maybe another weekend we need to try and extend it into from Easter to Halloween because you can't sustain businesses and the tourist trade, if you don't have at least that amount of time with high season. And um, that's, but we have massive help now. Like, I mean, the, the Casey family have developed, like, the Rosa Pena Golf Complex, and that is going to be a massive help to the whole area. Three class championship courses, like, and it's um, 
especially for the tourist trade there'll be and hopefully these people will take a trip around Mulroy Drive and other surrounding areas down in Rathmullen and that'll be and then you have Port Salem Golf Club which is I mean they have four golf clubs that they, anybody can come and take a visit stay in Mulford or anywhere around it and you have within 10 mile of you have four championship courses basically all links and golfing holidays will be massive for the whole area and here like Frank Casey was telling me that most of the venues round for the for the two months for accommodation are nearly all booked because you know, he books people in because his hotel is booked for July and August already you know so and then you have Fanet Lighthouse which is a massive attraction for the whole area you know uh, that's I mean it, it's, you go through Dublin airport you see on the walkway out to the terminal too you see the big photo of Fanet Lighthouse on the wall them kind of things all put Donegal on the map and get us out there and as I say uh, Noel Cunningham and, and and Harvey's point it was a massive help to us because he's a real Donegal man. He, the man that he does anything that mentioned Donegal at all, and he, he's on the boat right away to help you. And uh, as I say, uh, it's just that's the kind of help you need. You need assistance, and you need them contacts to bring people into the loop to let them know we're here and we're open for business. And, um, Talk about business, Paddy. Was the forge the first part of the business, and the Logan name and the bar follow on from that? Oh, that's right. I, my grandfather was a was a blacksmith. He came from Glasgow, and him and my grandmother in 1922, and um, they set up the old forge. And they started with just a small house beside it, and there were about four extensions after. Then my, my father then uh, built the, the guest house, and that was in 1953. And the bar then was with that. So the bar came in that year. How many uh, rooms were in the... There were 12 rooms in it. But the rooms were, at that time, they were small rooms. They wouldn't make 12 today, if you know what I mean. But they were registered. It was always registered with Fancy Island as a guest house. And, uh, but then in 1984, when I opened the... My father and me opened the function room. The rooms were all over the function room. And at the noise level, unless you were... Going to the function, it wasn't easy to for B and B to exist, and um, so we we continued on the B and B with the guest house for ten years, and we decided to stop then because it was a difficult time for for all tourists at that time. The troubles in the north was still going, and it was difficult to attract tourists to Donegal at that time. You know, so the the the, the B and B fizzled out, so we we, we stopped the B and B at that time. And was it a natural progression for you to take over from your father? Well. Uh, I would know. Well, I was. I was. Where I started off or after school working at college in Mulford, working in Kerrygard Hotel, attending hotel management there. I was there for eight years, and was how was that experience? It was hard work. Great crack. Great man to work for Dermot Welch. He was and Alfie Ladley was the manager. You couldn't work for better, but everything had to be done. It was. I went into the year he opened the swimming pool. It was the second hotel in Ireland with the swimming pool. The, when I, the, I went in after the leaving, there were 40 people in it. We advertised the swimming pool the next day, there were 140. It just went from 40, you know, and it stayed that way for the whole season. Like, because as I say, it was only a second hotel after Kerry's. What year was that? You put me in the spot, I think it was 72. Uh, Seventy-two, I think it was. Not, uh, not the best of times, did you say, for the tourism? No, industry? I mean it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. But I mean the fact that they had all the facilities. But again, he suffered badly with the, t- the, the troubles. Getting like he got a good trade from Dublin that time. He had a standy booking from RTE. I remember Rodney Rice was the name of the man come at that time. He was a, a real nice character. But they just stopped because they just had, coming through Northern Ireland. They were really worried about, it, and things just got not so nice at that time, you know. So I take it that a lot of the things that you learned uh, with your time in the hotel, you took them into the family business? 
Well, I was lucky in a way because uh, like we'd done four years, five years in the kitchen, and yeah. I, I went straight down to the deep end because it once got very, very busy. And um, uh, like as I say, Alfie Ladley was a brilliant manager. He pushed me to the halt there, and uh, Mickey Cannon was a great chef at the time, and he had three other chefs. Their Cal Brewers sent down two men there. It was like for summer, I thought they were coming for summer holiday work, but <laughs> they discovered <laughs> it was very. But I mean, the, the crack was good. Great place to work, and and. Um, no, I don't regret a minute of it. No. Did you earn your corn? Well, we did. Yes, yes. The hours were long, but the crack was good. And as I say, it was it was a great place to work. And there were big staff, and at that time there were seventy people and work. He was a great employer, like for the area. It was it was. Um, and no, no, uh, we we learned our trade there. Basically, you mentioned the function room, Paddy, which is to our left as we're as we're interviewing at the minute. You've had some big names and some big bands. Uh, any big night or big, any big names stand out for you over the years? Well. Basically, in 1984, whenever we, when I started, the, the thing had changed, the dance theatre had changed from the dry halls to, to the bars. Like, Mulford Inn was just opening as well at the same time as us. And, uh, we, we basically had most of them, uh, the only man I missed was Daniel. I had him booked and all nearly and, uh, missed him at the last time. He released that song, The Donegal Shores, Shores, and he went from, Zero to uh, like. Uh, it's never too lit. No, well, it's uh, no. The place is too small for him. But uh, like, I've had Nathan Carter here twice. I have Derek Ryan. Uh, like Mick Flavin was always a stalwart here. Never, never. W- way back then, John Hogan was a big name, and uh, Jimmy Buckley. They've all they've all played here. But it's. I explained to you earlier. It's it's difficult for one night venues at the minute to to operate because. It's nearly all weekend job in, in hotels where they can come in Friday, Saturday and Sunday. With the one night venue, like we had a lot of venues in Donegal, like Joseph's and Little Kenny and, uh, and Dramohal and Frankie's and Rafael, but it's very difficult to sustain that type of business uh, on a full time basis based on one night taking the door, like, you know, because I think driving and everything has changed that type of thing, you know. You need the, the hotels put on a weekend package, you have them from Friday to Sunday, so they've more take. On, and it's good, like, but that's what keeping country music alive at the minute, because most venues are gone, one, one night stand venues are gone, um, that's the way the trade has changed, you know, but I still hope to have my dancers going for the summer, I'm not ruling it out, <laughs> uh, definitely a strong part of my trade. Mm. Paddy, we talked about the pandemic and the impact it had on your business, how did you deal with the pandemic and what did you do to, to sort of pass away the time for the first few months, two years ago? Well... Basically, I could see from the very beginning that the dance trade would be the last thing to come back because you had close contacts. You, you couldn't have dancing without close contacts. So I, nobody knew how long this was going to last, but all the experts were saying maybe the end of the year, six months, they just didn't know. And I said, well, how are we going to survive for six months? The only trade we had was, was dance trade, but we were closed. And I made the decision to change the, the bar, extend the bar into a food trade, the bar food trade there and then, but it, it was two or three walls that had to be rut broken down I couldn't have done it only I was closed to be fair so it, as I say I'd applied for planning a year before it for the restaurant extension because I could see food trade was was the way to go for, the only way to go for me anyway in the country uh, along with trying to retain the parties and the, the dance trade but it's over two years now and the dance trade still hasn't come back to full swing for a lot of people especially the elderly people and have you a date for completion of the works that you're carrying out at the moment, Paddy? Yeah, well, at the minute, uh, we're, we're looking at the end of June because to be ready for July and August. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm the plaster is coming next Monday and uh, 
that uh, that'll be all subbed out then at the minute. Like the brother Brendan, he's contracting, so he's in the process of building the house as well. So he's between both of us. And uh, but after he gets finished, the second phase now will will be ready to go for all the second vaccines and stuff. And have you plans for an official opening on a big night? I don't want to set a date because I don't want to tie them. It's nothing worse than you rushing everything at the end. Certainly, we will have uh, uh, we'll have. Um, I hope to have a family night first for the old forge because it's their 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 home. I mean, this is a family run business. It's always been a family run business. Uh, I mean, my nephews, and nieces are, are all work work for me in the bar. Brothers, it's like they seen themselves that the business couldn't survive the way it's, so they do most of the work for me. I just sort of coordinate things and. Uh, We'll have a family night first with all, I mean, my aunt is still living and she is the last of the, uh, the relatives and she was born here, like, and uh, so I intend to do that first and then we'll have an old forge and a family night and then we'll have an open night. Like, my trade is, is a local trade. I mean, it's, it's my bread and butter and the, the don't get me wrong, I would hope to get a, a tourist trade, but that'll be a, a bonus if I can get that. I mean, Downing Street Mullen will be thronged with people, I'm sure, in July, goes, I'm around all the places with them maps, and they're all, v- bookings are strong, you know, so we have to try and get them people into the area, into the Mulroy Drive, all around Mulroy Drive. I mean, we have great restaurants, I mean, I don't want to start naming ones because I leave somebody out, but I mean, uh, like you have Ripples and Kerry Keel, you have Michael and Mulford, and you have here, and you have snack areas, tea bar areas. There's a great variety of eating places and uh, on and places to stay, like Mulroy Woods, and like I have the assortment of of accommodation we have, like. Kerry Keel has log cabins, it has caravans, activity park. We have four other log cabins. We have holiday homes up in, in, in Mulford with, uh, like, all the facilities that you, that you could possibly want, you know. So, a different variety of accommodation, you know, not just one. But, I mean, if you go onto our website, you'll see it all. Like, and so, we hope to do, sort of cash in on, on get them to use them all right right Paddy you mentioned the fact that Logs uh, are still very much a family run business is that the key to his success and is that why Logs are still trading and expanding and looking into the future with hope well I say I think success would be the wrong word survival would be more the word that I would use we wouldn't have survived only for the family you couldn't we couldn't have survived because I couldn't employ a steady like most of my trade was parties and dance it was part time trade and I wouldn't have been able to get any the help that I needed we could have a big night like a good night but you need a lot of help and like the family just always rode in behind you so that would be the success and surviving with the family if you know what I mean by that like we just couldn't have we, especially over the previous like the banking crash was a massive massive blow to the whole country like it was a cruel world like you know you couldn't get money to borrow a fridge never mind go on holidays or go to, and everybody was cutting back and then as that started to recover then we had the pandemic and now unfortunately due to uncertainty in, in eastern europe the wire and everything uh, you can be sure inflation is going to go through and spending money is what people is going to be losing out on like the money they were going to put aside for their holidays and that so hopefully we can this won't last hopefully we'll get over this but there's always been ups and downs and, and business business is never and anybody that's self-employed they don't never have it easy believe me it's 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 a very difficult thing to be in because when you think you're going well, the next thing something happens to knock you back or something changes outside your control. Like you could have everything as good as you could want to have it. The next thing, as I say, like the night Michael English is here, 
big flood, a whole lot was wiped out, like, you know, but we were able to go ahead with the dance at night simply because he took a big hit on it for the night because people landed and he did not want to let down them people, so he put on the show anyway. And um, you appreciate people for that, you know. I mean, just like the family, you have to appreciate them because survival would not have been possible um, without it. Paddy, you mentioned the ups and downs of business. The one thing that doesn't change is the welcome you get when you come into Logs. Well, again, like, our trade is a local trade. And, like, the, the locals create the atmosphere. The, the custom creates atmosphere. It's easy to give people a welcome when you have people that's welcoming you in. And, like, that's what it's about. And that's what bars and pubs are about. It's the welcome you get generally. It's, you don't come in just for the drink. You come in, people come in just for a cup of coffee to meet people and socialise. So, and that's why the family again is because they know everybody coming in the door nearly, and the tourists come in, or people that don't know. And another thing is the diaspora. People coming home looking to maybe speak to some of the relations that are maybe living, or where do they live, or maybe people that's all gone from the area, where did they live, you know, and maybe you can show them where the people were, or, you know. And that type of thing is, like, that's what it's all about. It's not just coming in for a drink. It's definitely it's it's, it's been the social hub, and it's the same in Kerrykeel or the same in Mulford. Like they're all the, that's the way the people are in all them, them venues. Like, Paddy, you have fifty years plus uh, experience uh, in the bar game. What's the best lesson you've learned in that time? Oh, that's a difficult one. <laughs> uh, uh, like we have had a lot of ups and downs, and I suppose look. Uh, sickness is the thing that brings you all back to earth because like my father my sister died and they were big into the business believe me they were <laughs> when they wanted something done we all had to jump you know but you, when you when sickness hits something you re, it brings you back to re, realise well look if it doesn't work go something else you can try something else you know but you have to you sort of uh, work with what you have at the time not everything you try will work as I say, maybe this project I haven't might not work, but I, I don't see any other way out for me at the minute, and I'm hoping it will. But if you get if it doesn't work, go again. There's no good in being knocked down just because not everything you try will will work. And when you look back at the years, you think I was going well. Then what happened? It's like the song, you know, what happened? Like music song, it changes on you. The music leaves you. You don't know like what's around the corner for you. So. You can't take it too serious, but you've got to have a lot of thought. Like, when you're in business, you're not going to say, oh, we'll do this. You've got to look at the books, look at the figures, what they intake. We talked about maybe putting on rooms. I told you the expense of putting on a room, and then you have to work out how many nights you sell it for the year before you'd pay for it. You just can't go and do it because you think it's a good idea. The books have got to balance, and they've got to, it's got to pay. And that's, but don't be knocked back just because one thing you do doesn't work. Uh, you have to go again. And finally, Paddy, what does the future hold for yourself and Logs of Cranford? I wouldn't even like to even predict the future for anybody because, as I say, every time when you think you're going well, something comes along to keep you. And, but you always have to keep... My future would be to keep Logs of Cranford going as a venue for local people and trying to keep the door open. And, and as I say... The food trade has given me a new lease of life over the last two years because I see it's there now. I wasn't sure if it was there way out in the country. Uh, people will still come back, but the main thing is to try and maintain that it's still here after our time or when we retire, whatever we do. Um, as I say, nobody goes on forever, uh, but at least that when we that there's something worth taking over because it's difficult to attract young people into the business because it's hard work. 
It's, and and like you need to be sort of committed to it. And like there's long hours. And as I say, not everything you do works out. You may try a menu and it doesn't didn't work. Like you know, you go again and again and again to to you find something. But finding a place and maintaining a local, as you said, a hub of the area. It needs to be the hub of the area. And without the local area, local people, and it being the hub, it wouldn't work. And especially in a country area. So, and the. the as I say, if we can draw the tours to the Mulroy Drive and we have the bonus of it and show them be- the beauty of Mulroy Bay and the hospitality of the people, that's all we try and do. Paddy Logue, owner of Logues in Cranford and chairperson of the Mulroy Drive Tourism Group, thanks for joining us on Business Matters. And Kieran, thank you very much again for coming to Cranford. Very welcome. Well, that's our lot for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guest, Paddy Logue. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 918206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at lyit.ie today.